You are listening to Don't Give Up, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good to see you, everyone. Welcome to Faith on 68. I am Pastor Bay. Uh, We are in the midst of a series that we began for Lent called Don't Give Up. Um, Some of you, a lot of you, I see your faces. You were here last week. Some of you, this is... Uh, You're kind of jumping in on week number two, but you can catch up with that series online. Uh, If you go to our Facebook page, there's ways to do that. You can look if you do podcasting on your phone, just go to Pastor Baycast and you can always uh, stay up to date on the latest series and sermons that you may have missed. Um, But today I encourage you to turn with me in your in your Bibles or an applicable app or your smartphones, if you have one of those or even just your attention to the screen. Um, as we encounter the Lord today. Um, Now, first and foremost, I want to say this. Go ahead and do that next slide right there, Jody. I want to see if it comes up. It should be a picture, not a scripture, but a picture. There it is. This is not the Lord. This is not the Lord. This is not the Holy Trinity because the original Trinity of Star Wars ended up moving way beyond that. Um, But that is Star Wars. Any, any, Any of you like Star Wars? Any of you like Star Wars? I see one person who likes Star Wars. I have no sermon for you today. Um, I was hoping that, you know, this this social phenomenon of Star Wars uh, would at least appeal to you in some way. Uh, But people have been waiting since, what is it, May 27th, 5th of 1977. People have waited for what's going to take place this December. Anyone know what happens this December? Anyone? You definitely are not Star Wars fans at all. Uh, But the entire story saga is supposed to end in December. And so it's uh, three different trilogies, if you will, coming to an end this December. People waited for this since before I was ever born. Um, I I wasn't around for the first Star Wars. I wasn't around for the second Star Wars. I remember the third Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, because my brother acted like Jabba the Hutt on the front of the little stage at the movie theater. And it was really silly. 1980s, Buena Vista, Virginia. My mom laughed. She probably remembers that too. Unless my dad took us. I don't know. Maybe she got out and shopping that day. But Star Wars is just this phenomenon. People do strange things with Star Wars. I've seen people in Wookiee costumes, you know, you know, they're like, however you do a Wookiee and uh, they'll camp out for tickets. Have you seen, have you seen the lengths that people go to? Now I'm dating myself by saying that because I would be that guy. I would camp out for Star Wars and some little kid comes by and goes, Mommy, does he know about Fandango or whatever? And it's like, you can get your tickets online now. You don't have to camp out only to be told that they're sold out because everyone bought them online, right? And you're like, ah, but you would do a good Wookiee. And anyways, I'm, I'm talking about this because people have waited, waited for the end of this movie. People have waited for many things, but um, today's scripture comes from Psalm 27. And I want you to hear these words. This is the psalmist writing, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord, 
that I will seek after him to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me on a high rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will, I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries or false witnesses have risen against me and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Be to God. So wait for the Lord. Uh, the psalmist is not talking about working at Olive Garden here. Okay. Um, the psalmist is not talking about being a waiter. It's not that kind of waiting. He will wait as in to look forward to with great expectation. That is the kind of definition for the word wait here in today's scripture. And he will set up a tent and wait even if the tickets are sold out online. You know why? Because the Lord is worth it. And the Lord is worthy. And so he will wait on the Lord. And it's not because he thinks that the Lord might come. You want to know why he's waiting? Why many of us wait? Because we know that the Lord is coming. We know that the Lord is coming. And do you remember what happened uh, the last time that the Lord was here? This is like what you can say to somebody if they're like, why are you waiting in line when the tickets are sold? Do you remember what happened the last time the Lord was here? Do you remember? I do. The Lord is my light, is my salvation. The Lord takes all my fear away, all my anxiety away. Uh, when I feel like people are out to get me, the Lord makes them kind of trip over their own shoelaces. That's why I'm waiting. Because the Lord is good. And I am waiting for that good in my life. That's what you can say. If someone looks at you like, I don't know why you're waiting. Why are you waiting? You can say, God is good. I wait on the Lord. Now, have you ever been in a situation where you wish you had someone in your corner? Maybe like, uh, you know, you had Rocky. What was his guy's? Mickey? Was it Mick? Was that his name in Rocky? The Rocky movie? Someone in your corner. He's always like urging him on, moving him forward. He's like, you can be a contender, kid. You know what I mean? It's like, have you ever just hoped and wished and prayed that you had someone in your corner? But it's like, I don't see anyone in my corner. I've been there. By the looks on some of your faces, I think you've been there too. I want you to know that God is in your corner. God's there. Just wait, just wait it out. Don't give up. You know, that's the title of this series that we're in. Don't give up. Don't give up. God is there. God is definitely there. Even when you don't think so. I will wait on the Lord. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's Psalm 121. In fact, 
That is a psalm that I had a friend who had that tattooed on their body. It's just one of those psalms that kind of, you can find great hope in the fact that the Lord is coming. Just like the sun rising, the Lord is coming. We don't need to have fear, no fear. And I'm not talking a bumper sticker. I'm talking the Lord. We can have no fear because of the Lord. This is the second week, once again, in our Don't Give Up series. And I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt when you leave, the Lord has your back. The Lord has your back. The Lord, you know, uh, is, is doing stuff and has been doing stuff since long before I was ever born. You know, we see these words from the Psalms long before I was ever born. And the psalmist even writes in many of the Psalms things that took place long before they were born. God has a long history. Of doing this stuff. I'm not just spouting words here. There's, there's a long history of God showing up. And showing off for people. All over the world. All over the place. And it's usually right when times are the darkest. Right when they're about to just give up. God comes through. That might be you today. I want you to hear that the Lord is with you. And you've noticed I'm sure that I'm saying the words. The Lord quite a bit. The Lord. This is a phrase that I realize gets lost in today's culture because we don't have a lot of lords walking around like, good day, Lady Jane. Good day, Lord Hendrick. You know, you don't hear it very much. And sometimes you read scripture and you see the Lord, the Lord, and you kind of wash over the power that's there. What I want you to do is I want you to focus in. Like for me, when I think of the Lord, I think of the cross. I think of the power that God, that God just brought into this world to bring me back. Okay, that's what I think. I, vision, I envision that. When I hear the Lord when I'm reading, I envision Christ on the cross. What do you see when you think of the Lord? Get beyond the words on the page. Let the Lord have power, have meaning in your life so that when you hear, I wait on the Lord, you know. God would go to any lengths for you. God won't hold back anything, not even his own son, for you. Know that. When you read the words, when you're reading your scripture and you see the Lord, don't let, don't just go right over it. Because it's in scripture quite a bit. I pray that you see Jesus each and every time. And that you do not give up. Don't give up. Say with me. Say, don't give up. When things look bleak, don't give up. You know the way this story ends, right? You know, Star Wars was fascinating when I was a kid because I didn't know what was happening. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, are they going to make it? Are they going to be okay? Ooh, what's that? You know? And, and I, was, I was fascinated because I didn't know what was going to happen. But we know the way this story ends. We have seen it played out in scripture time and time again. And we have seen it with Jesus on the cross. When he said it is finished. And we'll see it realized when we when we join him. Just like the thief hanging next to him where he said today you will be with me in paradise. We will see this played out. But we know how it ends. The bad guys don't win. The bad guys don't win. But even more important than that is the fact that the creator of the world 
is in a restorative relationship with creation once again. It's not about the good guys saying, you know, we beat the bad. It's about the good guys are constantly trying to make more bad guys good. They're like, it doesn't have to be this way. Join us. Join us. You know how this story is going to end. Come on, just join us. Don't give up. Wait on the Lord, even when things look bleak. One last thought. I realize I can talk quite a bit about Jesus. I don't know. Maybe that's why. But I want to leave you with one more thought. I don't want any of you to fall into a trap. There's a trap in today's scripture. And like last week, we saw the trap of Jesus in the wilderness, you know, where the devil was like, jump, just do it. The angels will catch you. You're protected. And we, we looked at how for some Christians, that's a trap because we think, oh, I'm, I'm protected. So I can just dive headfirst right into that dangerous situation. Right? There's a trap with today's scripture as well. There's a trap with I will wait on the Lord that catches some people. This scripture is not a call to put off for tomorrow. That's not what that's not what the psalmist is writing. That's not what the Lord wants you to hear today. Do not put off for tomorrow. Don't procrastinate just because God's going to do it in the end. Don't don't fall into that trap. That which you can do today, it, it shouldn't just be put off. Just so you can sit back and watch God do it for you. It's like the kids whose mom says, you know, or husbands, <laughs> whose wife says, hey, could you take out the garbage? Yeah, just wait a minute. Just wait. Just wait. That's not the wait we're talking about. That is not the wait that, that, that we are talking about here. Because eventually, you've seen this played out. And I see some people shaking their heads. Eventually, the mom or the wife, they end up putting on their shoes. They end up grabbing that bag. And they end up taking it out. They come in and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get that garbage. It's gone. It's already done. Don't wait. Don't wait. Work may seem a lot like work, but how many of you have, have come to the understand the blessing that, you know, sometimes... In the midst of the work, that's where life is. That's where life is. It might not be fun. It might not be something that you want to jump for joy or camp outside and act like a Wookiee for. But it's where life is. Don't miss out by saying, ah, that wait. Don't fall into that trap. So many of us expect God to do for us. We expect in the church that the church will do for us. Don't wait. Get involved. Get in the midst of the work. Because what I love is the fact that God does it all with us. And we do it all with God. We see in Proverbs, give eyes no sleep, eyelids no slumber. That's an interesting poetic way of saying, don't rest. There's stuff to do. Benjamin Franklin made that concept popular with what a lot of people think is scripture. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do for today. Don't do it. There's a blessing in the midst of the work. 
Galatians says, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. If we don't give up. That's Galatians 6, 9. I'm closing right here. This week I challenge you, find something in your past that God has done for you. Something miraculous that maybe in the midst of it you didn't even attribute to God. But now on the other side, you can say this may be hard for some of you to find something that God has done for you in your life. You may be in a place where you're like, that's why I'm here. God did you something for me. And for others of you, it may be easy to just point to and say, God pulled me through that cancer. God pulled me through that uh, that breakup. You know, whatever it is for you. Nothing too big, nothing too small. This is your God moment we're talking about. Visualize it when you hear the word, the Lord. (laughs) Think of that. Think of that. Like Jesus hanging on a cross. Think of that. Like Jesus pulling you through a breakup. Think of that. Like Jesus providing you with the money you needed to keep your electricity on in the midst of winter. Think of that. And don't let it go. And kind of how we were talking with these clovers. Point others to see they don't have to give up. Just wait on the Lord. The Lord's already there with you. You don't have to wait too long. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we are so thankful. We are thankful for the fact that we do not have to to just wait with with some kind of empty expectation some kind of just it's just a hope that we have our hope is you and so our hope is secure thank you for being with us in the midst of the, the hard times in the midst of the brokenness in the midst of the blessing let us always give you praise let us always Celebrate the mighty things that you have done, that you are doing, that you will continue to do. Transform us. Transform the way we see your creation. So that we may be a part of the work to point them to you, to point everyone to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.